hey, hey. Long days at work, I grab my shirt, my bag. We sent out the front line. Frustrations in my head, just play so wet, but it's no one's fault but mine. Long drive home, here we go. I play scramble pod through the radio. Cold bears with the boys, hello. Those links are my only home. Go, go. Hello, golf fans, golf world. Uh, someone who just stumbled upon us on Spotify, maybe on Apple, maybe on YouTube, I don't know. Welcome to episode 40, which we didn't, honestly, didn't actually didn't really talk about, Tim. 40 episodes, pal. Crazy. We've been doing this a long time. Some would call us podcast veterans. Probably yeah. not. Some of those shows we listen to have like 400 episodes. Like like the No Laying Up guys are on like 528 or whatever the fuck. It's just a bit excessive. Yeah. Uh, but we are now podcast veterans. We've hit 40, um, which is a sacred number in the Bible for those of you who are religious. Uh, and as always, please go follow our social medias. The TikTok will be live this week. It's a big week for prop bets. It's a big week for golf in general. It's a major, okay? Uh, and this week, it's going to be big. We're going to have a lot of probably a lot of bets. I'm going to max out as much as I can. I threw a bunch of money into the DraftKings, Tim. I said, here's how much I'm spending this week. Uh, I can't wait to have like eight lineups and they're all different. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, guys, my farmer's tan is back. So I don't know if you can see that. Farmies? Yep. So, We're officially back. Yeah, you're tan I'm, though anyways. Yeah, well, that doesn't fucking count. It's, it's that southern Italian blood. That's right. That's right. The, the red sauce, not the, not the cream sauce. Uh, all right. Take us into what we got this week, Tim. Sure thing. Um, so we're going to break down the AT&T Byron Nelson that went super low. Uh, I'm going to defer to these two on Sunday because I did not watch it. Uh, the Celtics were playing. Uh, then we're going to get into this week in golf, which I think is going to be fun uh, because there's just a ton of outlandish shit going on, um, including just an all-time wild quote. Uh, from the always responsible Greg Norman. Uh, and then we're going to break down the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, which Andy is very passionate about this year. I fucking I'm looking it. forward yes. to hearing all of them. Welcome to the Surf and Turf Golf Course to Coast Recap, Stephen, of the AT&T Byron Nelson. K.H. Lee wins the AT&T Byron Nelson by one stroke over golf's golden child, Jordan Spieth, and also over Steve Kevin, over Stevie's... Jordan Spieth, survivor, and also outright pick, which we we all I think had. Did we all have him as an outright to win last week? I think. Who? Jordan. Spieth. No. No. Oh, you had Xander when he got when Xander went in the clubhouse. He was two hundred to one to win. I was like, can someone just throw five bucks on that for me? <laughs> I uh I tried to bet Hideki live in the morning, one hundred eighty to one. Yo. Oh, at the end of the day, glad it didn't get in, but that was. Gut wrenching. Yeah, but well, that's one of those bets they only got to put in like ten bucks. Like it's like I know that's all I wanted to do on on that Xander bet. Five bucks, man. Fucking four G's. Yeah. <laughs> I got assassinated. Yeah, I know. I well, just got I got absolutely murdered. We'll talk about it. In a minute. It's. <laughs> um, and look, he joins Jack, Tom Watson, and Sam Snead as the only repeat winners of the event. He says it's amazing. I can't believe it. Hopefully, people will remember my name. I think they do. And he's got a pretty sweet swing, if I don't, if I do say so myself. I mean, I don't. I just absolutely cannot like him in any capacity going forward. <laughs> he's cost me way too many units. And he held off. He held off Sunday. A pretty, pretty stacked leaderboard. Like I remember, I texted our group. I'm like, guys, this leaderboard is yes. It's 
pretty fucking good. I mean, what was KH Lee in the morning? He had to be like. He all he shot nine hundred for the day. So yeah, like because he, he was in the group before. Yeah, I think it was he sixth or seventh mm-hmm. going into that day. Yeah, another fifty-four hole leader though can't convert. He shoots a nine hundred sixty-three. Uh, he says he cites his success to the new Odyssey O Works putter he just put in his bag. Mm-hmm. It's one of those two-ball putters, which I always think are too clunky, but people really like them because you can line up the ball like you know it seems like you're. Your backstroke on your putter, you can really line up easier because you hit so long. Um, he clutch, clutch save on 16 and 17. Like some some stone stuff, if I do say so myself. Just killed us. I know. I mean, I was rooting for Jordan, too. We can we can say it. Uh, and he has an awesome quote after he wins. I hope you guys, who got, you guys are listening. He wants to be the number one player in the world, and he also wants to be the sexiest golfer in the world. <laughs> And we love a man with confidence, yeah. honestly. You can't really not like him. He's very wholesome. He's got his family out there. They were loving it. I mean, it's another good golf moment. And I understand I need to, ba- I need to backpedal because I was being very ugly in our group chat, okay? I was saying some not nice things about KH Lee because he was holding off Jordan to win, who I had an outright on, excuse me, who I always want to win. Uh, and I need to say I'm sorry if, he's, if he ever listens to this. I was being ugly, and I take it all back. Okay. Brave of you. Yeah. It was a wholesome it was very wholesome to watch him win. Okay. For you. Yeah. I mean but not for me. Think about it as a person. It was a great win. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great quote. He's a fun guy. Like yeah. he uh obviously he, he stripes the ball as his second win. Is it second or third win? Second win. Second. And at this event. Yeah, like kind of crazy event. that he's just dominated one event. Yeah. So I mean he's catching fire a little bit. You maybe playing this week. Yeah, I mean so like who, who and it, it, I feel like this course is gonna play somewhat similar to the byron nelson not like exactly like it but like somewhat because it's i don't know i don't know i I don't know what to think of them i'm obviously pissed i'm bitter (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm all over the place like my like i'm just i'm sad i'm upset to be well i was down what nine units yeah well we'll we'll talk about that in a second i'm just i'm that's child's play steve you'll you'll learn oh yeah i mean tim has tim has reached the depths and he's come. Look where he's I at now, though. Out of the gutter, though. I'm uh, two two weeks in a row. Bear, you're buzzing green. right now. You're the hottest one on the show. Yep. Um, Jordan Spieth stays in form, grabs a solo second, and gives Stevie an, a quick 900 and something K for the Survivor. Um, that's huge. But he, going into this week, it's like a pitcher with a no hitter. Uh, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it out loud. We're just going to say we're going to acknowledge the thing that's not being said, but we're not going to say it. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah. Everybody know. I hope if you're a golf fan, you know what I'm talking about, but we're not going to say it. He saw some key chances go by on Sunday, though, when I was watching. Um, he hit a brutal three-putt bogey on 10, which was just like he blew his first one by, which was with the wind. And then coming back, he says, um, what would he say? He's, uh Something about the wind was blowing like 15 to 18 miles per hour on the last 10 or 11 holes. He says, KH is 63 this afternoon, especially is that's just a phenomenal score. He said, when the day started, I would have wanted to be at 25 under standing on 18. And I had the chance to do that with that putt on 17. He goes, and the wind just pumped it across the hole. Well, let's not blame the wind. Right? Hey, I mean, we, we, we were making fun of people earlier in the year for blaming the wind. You know what I mean? Well, not with the putter. Oh, yeah, not with the putter. You're right. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it does make stuff. Okay, I guess. It does make a difference, especially at wins at that speed, but it's still a tough Like, one. do you get mad, Tim? At South Shore, like, you know, like, a putt, like, oh, this is going to slide to my left a little. Like, I just got hit it here, and all of a sudden it just gusts and sits. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because you're like, I know where this is going. Yeah. I've hit this putt. Uh, still fantastic tee to green form. The putter was actually decent this week, which was a, a bright spot for him. Uh, we'll see how that goes into Southern Hills. He has a win and a second in his last two starts. Some would say peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about him in a few minutes. Sebastian Munoz, though, a 60 on Thursday, which was fucking wild. Did you guys watch any of that? I was seeing I a handful of the highlights just striping it. I mean, it wasn't like... I mean, he did save... Like, he had that one bogey. Like, that could have been a 59, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Um, another 54-hole leader, though, doesn't convert. So, like we always preach here at the Scramble Pod, just because your guy that you picked or that you bet on isn't in first after Saturday, like, you're not dead because it's hard to convert in this league. This league, okay? This league, yeah. Xander, Especially at a like this. Oh, dude. I, I, don't, I don't think a lead is safe any day at this Southern Hills place that we're going to talk about. Mm, very true. Xander fired – was so that stat you sent us, Tim, was crazy. Do you remember what, what you said? It was like he started three over or something. Do you remember this? No. For Xander, it was like he played his first his first round or something at three over and then was 28 – Oh, no, I no, said tw- that. Oh, you said I it. Said and then he was yeah. 25. He, he was three, yeah. uh, two over through his first three, and then he had like 25 birdies yeah. out of his next 50-something <laughs> holes. Like – Preposterous, like literally like a fifty percent birdie rate. That's that's, fuck. that's insane. And he got in the clubhouse, leader in the clubhouse, and I was like, two hundred bucks to win. I'm gonna throw a few dollars on that. Mm-hmm. Then his then Hideki gets in the in the house at at t at like t two, and I was like, this is a those guys were just birdie fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, JT though lamenting over his game is the word I chose to use here. He says, I'm just not doing anything special. I'm far from my best stuff. I'm managing my game well. Sometimes it's fun when you're able to contend at a tournament without your best stuff. Now, is that really cocky, or am I just taking that out of context? So uh, so from that quote, it seems as though he wanted to shoot 40 under. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, why didn't what are we he? talking about? Yeah, he did. I mean, there, he was a fucking 23 under for a tournament. Bananas. It's very good. And he's saying, I don't have my best stuff, and I'm still contending. I mean, what, what, what was his strokes gain numbers last week? It's... They were ridiculous. Uh, and then he says, and then I just have here to wrap up sort of before we get your final thoughts, Willie Z missed the cut. We were high on him. I mean, I especially, that was a tough, tough look. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gained 11 strokes total last week. Holy JT? Yeah, almost 8 to green. I think, I think he'll be just fine, Justin. Yeah. Uh, but let's um, – Let's talk about how we did. I went 6, 10, and 4 for minus 3 units. Dude, CT Pan withdrawing. I had him like in four different bets because I loved him. So that was kind of tough. He was also in all of my DraftKings lineups, so that plummeted me. Uh, the Jordan outright hurt Willie, Willie Z jacket. I think, I'm, I think I'm on the Willie Z do not bet until he gains my trust again. How about you like guys? It. Um, I went five and five. Uh, I gained a unit. That's two in a row, two weeks in a row. Uh, obviously last week was much bigger with the outright, but got a little bit of momentum here. Uh, DraftKings, I cashed in over 50% of my lineups, which was great. Woo-hoo. Even with Martin Laird in a hundred percent of my lineup. 
Uh, just horrible pick, but yeah. All right, Steve. Face the music. I got absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> it was not good. So here's 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 my rant that I told you I had to. Yeah, read. yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. After we did the podcast Monday, you know, go to work Tuesday, go to work Wednesday. You know, busy life catches up with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, running around. I have to be on fucking train Monday through Wednesday. It's it's miserable commuting, and then I get to work from home Thursday, Friday. I live I don't know, ten maybe 15 minutes from the New Hampshire border. So uh, what I do is Wednesday nights, I hop in the car, drive up across the border, throw in my bets. Now this Wednesday night, I completely forgot to do that. Just totally slipped my brain. Oh. Just, yeah. So I didn't get any of my bets in. Now it wasn't until like Friday after work that I was able to do this. So I got way reduced odds already picking all the guys that I already wanted. So like, you know, and I also completely forgot because I'm an absolute jackass. I forgot to, to hammer as a backup plan, JT and Spieth top twenties. Yeah. Which, you know, if, if I, whatever, whoever I take as an outright, I'm obviously going to take them out the top 20 because I'm confident in them. Yeah. So I, I, at the very least, I could have had a couple of more wins, you know, could have had a, a little extra money. <laughs> but not only did I just get absolutely obliterated by my original picks, but then when I actually went with the, the backup picks and got them in Friday, I got totally fucked with all the odds, lost an astronomical amount of money, and this is the rant that needs to be said. <laughs> Massachusetts, you corrupt sons of bitches. <laughs> if you don't legalize sports gambling in the next six months, I, in, in, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to do anything bad. This, but is, I'm on just, the, yeah, this I'm, is on the internet. Yeah, Careful. I'm not going to do anything bad, but I'm very angry. I'm going to write a very strongly worded letter. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because this is getting absurd. I shouldn't have to drive 15 minutes past an imaginary line just to be able to throw in my picks. Yeah. I can't take this anymore. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Just like, I just want some common sense in the world. Or any state for that matter that still doesn't let you do it. Yeah. Yep. We are a national podcast. But Justin, actually, this is that's a great rant for you. Fucking we yes. need head what's hedge better if, buddy. We need this legalization shit to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Massachusetts will do it. <laughs> they're they're not gonna be stupid. They'll do it eventually. No, it's, it's just it's not a matter of smart or stupid. It's a matter of corruption. That's what drives me out of my mind. Oh, well, it's, it's all corrupt, yeah. That The only reason every state hasn't legalized it yet is just because people are just waiting to figure out who gets their hands in it first. That's all it is. That's, that's just what they're sorting out in Massachusetts. Who's making the money? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, then they'll put it out there. Yep. Fucking yeah. we are. Ugh. The Scramble Podcast is going to steal. God damn, I'm sick of... It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. And then I know we're at like the... Col- you know, oh, no college gambling. Excuse me? That's like the... Biggest yeah. market, arguably. Yeah, that's a huge issue for me. Massive issue for me. I gotta get on college football, bro. How am I supposed? To? Whatever, dude. Um, okay, so that's enough for the AT and T Byron Nelson. Hope you guys enjoyed that, Stevie. You're gonna be, you'll be back this week. Okay. Let's hope. This week in golf, presented by Links and Golf Club, guys. Go to Links and Golf. You like playing with people that are like you? You'll love Links and Golf. Take away that bad first tee experience. We do this rant every week. Come on. No-brainer. So, Tim, Phil is not playing in the PGA. Uh, He's your, not. Your thoughts? Um, 
Yeah, I have a lot of them. I mean, like, it almost feels like this whole fiasco, right? Since the start of the Saudi Golf League, he's made the the worst decision on every major point every in the timeline. Yep. So, like, right here, the PGA clearly said Phil's welcome to play. Nobody's seen him. He's been very quiet. He's a he's a he's an ego guy, right? Like you'd think he'd want to come and play this and um, get some media attention, good or bad, uh, and he doesn't. So what it feels like to me is he's either doubling down on the Saudi league, right? Because this this tournament has nothing to do with the PGA Tour. Zero things with the PGA Tour. Yep. This is completely separate. It's a major. He also won last year. Yeah, you're the fucking so, defending champ. Yeah, I I, I don't understand it. Um, it's it's clear, I think, at this point that like, if he's not going to play in the PGA, he's not going to defend his title. Like, those credentials don't really mean anything to him. All he's in it for now is the money. Because he's um, broke. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's in bad gambling debt again, like dead serious. Yeah, you might be right. I don't understand any of the moves he's made since this whole thing started. Just and I don't think him being quiet and not being seen in public is helping him. He hasn't all. said a thing about it. Like yeah. the, the PGA had to come out and say, sorry, sorry, the, the PGA of America had to come out and say he's not playing. Why didn't he say it? Yeah. But that also could be like, he might have lawyers involved at this point. Do you like, think they're telling him? Get, uh, like a lawsuit together. I mean, he's a nutcase. So uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what I you're know. saying. So this could be you're saying maybe behind closed doors this is a lot bigger than we even yeah know he's about. probably playing and plotting and just being a certified weirdo just doing his thing. <laughs> and I uh, I did order the book by Alan Shipnock. Yeah. It gets to my house tomorrow, which nice. is the day that it comes out. Beautiful. And I will be reading that yeah. probably pretty quickly because I just I need to know I need to know all of it. Of course. Yeah. Uh, just like when that Tiger book came out a couple of years ago. Uh, was that what was it? The it was just called Tiger. The okay. one by. The best books about these guys yeah. are the ones that they're not involved in. I'll say it. Like that Tiger book, when it just like ro- – it, it had everything. Contain, right? Yes. Yeah. It had everything about his whole life. Because well, then the, the person it's about can't influence the book. You're just getting like stuff from all third parties. I wonder if Phil is like suing Alan Shipnuck. Maybe. Uh, probably I'm, I'm so done with him. I'm, like, I can't wait to read this book. He's a joke. I, uh, this, this is the last time I ever want to talk about Phil Mickelson at this, <laughs> at this point. We've talked about him, you know, oh boy, week in, week out. And it's getting to the point, listen, you're not even playing. You're not even trying to defend your shot. It, it, it's very clear that you're all about the money. Go get your fucking blood money and just, and just fade into obscurity and then go win a couple of senior tours and just shut the fuck up. I know. Just like, we're done, Phil. We're done. You, you hit your your wacky flop shots and spell everything with a PH because you're Phil. We get it. <laughs> you can hit the ball 300 and, and you're 50 years old. Cool, bro. Like, I'm done. You, you, the, the novelty has has worn off. I've tried to give this guy the benefit of the doubt for, yes. for, for so long and just tried to, like, you know, kind of both sides it and try to, like, you know, extend him an olive branch. He has zero credibility left. He's a complete jerk off. Phil, I'm done with you. Just shut up. And that is going to be fantastic on the internet. Thanks for that. Um, all right. A Mick Ultra. Mick Lube Ultra this week is $18, Tim. <laughs> I mean, just like what's Dude, going what? On? Or, or, that's worse than like this a Boston. Economy? That's so worse actually, than a Boston bar beer price. I got to read this. That's like it's Manhattan. worse than Fenway. 
All right, so there's a Reddit thread on it. Okay. Oh, this is and, good. This is good. Uh, shout out to user Two Way Split. <laughs> so he posts an oil barrel is about 42 gallons, which is about 5,376 fluid ounces. So if we assume a PGA Michelob Ultra is is sold in a standard 12 ounce, we're gonna pour you 12 ounces or give you a 12 ounce can. Yep. An oil barrel could fit 448 Michelob Ultras. Jesus. Okay. At 18 dollars is what they're charging at the PGA. A barrel of it would be worth eight thousand okay. dollars. So a barrel of Saudi oil currently is one hundred and eight dollars. So the PGA has perceived <laughs> that Michelob Ultra is seventy four times the worth of oil. Dude, but that, what? Let that sink in. Yeah. What fucking planet are we on, dude? This is all backwards. This year this is a crazy year. And in, in Oklahoma, nonetheless, so where the cost of living and the cost of yeah, goods that, is actually, like significantly less. I didn't think about that either. Yeah, they're in Oklahoma. It'd it's be also one thing if this fucking was... year, dude. It's Mick Ultra. Yeah. I know. This isn't like some crazy like craft. IPA. Yeah. Like, what, are, what are we talking about? Yeah, and if this was, like, you know, New York, L.A., okay, I understand that. Like, look where you're at. You're in the middle There's of There's also people nowhere. there for like 10 fucking hours a day. It's not Fenway Park. You're not there for three hours. Mm. A Kona, the there big way. all wave. day long. Yeah, dude. You're you know how much money that's going to cost? <laughs> I mean, people are going to fucking do it. I don't know. The co- a Kona big money? wave is 15 An Aquafina water, a bottled water is $6. And then they have salads and like to go things. And you know those salads are, are so So small. bad. And bad. So small. Sitting out in the sun. Dry. Dry. Warm. Ugh. It does not help the stuffy, expensive, private bad golf look. narrative. It's a bad look. Um, all right, moving on from that. Danny Woodhead is advancing in the U.S. Open quals. That's so sick. You see that? You see he's walking his putt, too? Yeah. He's nasty. He's pretty fucking good, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's just so annoying. He's another example of one of those guys that's like, are you bad at anything? I don't think it's that. I think it's an example of, and you see this with a lot of pro athletes, you retire, you have an unbelievable amount of money, you have nothing but time. I'll go get good at golf. Yeah. <laughs> if I like, if I w- want, if I hit the Powerball right now for, let's call it $20 million, not, not even an exorbitant amount, just 20 million bucks, buy whatever cash, live on that for the rest of my life. If I play 36 holes of golf every day, like I can definitely get to become a scratch golfer within a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, just imagine that over the course of like four or five years. Cause that's how long he's been retired. Right. Yeah. I mean like, there you go. That's why he's about to qualify for the, for the US. Yeah. But there's just... a difference between scratch golfer and like qualifying. Yeah. For I, mean, I think he's a plus though. That's like plus say, five. You, you gotta be like a plus yeah. two, three, four, four at least. That's, that's insane. It's fucked. Kind of cool. Like, though. Tony Romo is fucking nasty. Nasty. Mm-hmm. He contends on the, in those, uh, I mean, they have that. Um, they have that American Century Classic there at Tahoe. You get a lot yeah. of good players in that. I, yeah. I'll probably He's always contending there. That's a sick tournament. It like is. John Smoltz is like gross. Like yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I'd love to go to that one year too. Yeah. Um, all right, and then we'll, we'll wrap. We'll get into Southern Hills right now. Uh, the last thing we got to talk about is that Live Golf. They got denied releases for every tour player. You knew that was coming, though. Yeah, you knew it was coming. And uh, did you see? So Will Zalatoris is on the board of, like, player relations. And he was like, I completely stand by, you know, Jay Monahan. It's a good decision. Like, the tour's in a great spot. It's an even better place every year. It gets better and better. Um, 
like I completely support it. JT was like, this is the best league in the world. Like, why are people upset that you're being denied? Like, you're still on this tour. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of get it. Like, it's a little annoying that they're not letting anyone play. But yeah. I think, I don't know, I'm interested to see how well, this comes out. the thing, too, is, though, like, I don't know, everyone online's like, they're general contractors, whatever. Why can't they go? Like, they're gen- they signed a contract with the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, like, that's why you can't. Like, they can tell you what you can and can't play because you signed that contract. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go to the CFL if they're going to double his fucking salary. At the end of the day, dude, just, like, look at the guys who are going to play on that tour, and it's guys who... Can't hack it. It's, it's none of the elite players. Zero. Who's the best? Who's the best? Kevin Nas. Is it top two? Or is Kokrak? Kokrak's Kokrak. like... Westwood? Like, he's who's 50 the best? years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just playing this Kevin Nas? What's Kevin Na in the world? Like 21, He's, 22, he's between 30 and 40. And I think, I think. Kolkrak's Kolkrak. the other big one. Yeah. And then let Lee. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's whatever. Uh, and then Greg Norman um, had some yeah. tough stuff to say. <laughs> some tough stuff to say about uh, some call. You know, the Khashoggi guy uh, that got murdered. It's a very sad story. He died in 2018. Uh, he just says, look, we've all made mistakes. And you just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. And uh, Greg, I don't think that was the Read right the thing to say. Room, yeah, <laughs> Read the room. Like. Talk about a guy who only cares about the money. Mm. That is an all-time quote. That is insane. Who We're talking li- about murder. An actual human being died, and he goes, yeah. no, no, no not, not even just Capital like, murder. Dismember. Dismember, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't mean death. to laugh at that. I mean, rest in peace, Jamal Khashoggi. That's horrible, but, like, it's just such an insane thing to say. Like, those words leaving your mouth, if you can't capture that in your brain and just prevent it from reaching this point, your brain is broken and you are not fit to be the CEO of this league. Like, He's got to be. That's an insane thing to say. He has to just be so wound up 24-7 over Jay Monahan not giving them releases. <laughs> he must have a dartboard, and he's just throwing the darts at him every day. He's got a picture of Jay's face, like, in his toilet. This guy is so hell-bent on making this league work, he, he can't even think about common-sense things like this. He might have some fi- real financial trouble. So... Something came out. I also saw it on Reddit, so obviously the truth to it is like TBD. But the um, the requirements for the Live Golf events came out, where they they need your teammates to be wearing a uniform. You have to show up for the draft in a uniform. You have to uh, have so much media time. It was like a ton of. Re- the rumor is that it's a ton of required time mm. to play on this thing. Yeah. And the comments were all like, when are they going to have time to, like, play the course? Like, you're making them do, like, a show on Tuesday night. And then on Wednesday, there's, like, a long drive. Yeah, the and there's XFL. a chipping. It's li- yeah, it's yeah. you're probably right. It's the XFL. Hmm. The guys were like, the tournament play is going to suck because these are at courses that these guys don't normally play. And they're just going to be caught up in fanfare until the time they tee off on Friday. Well, it's because it's never been about the golf. It's it's always been about like uh, like the XFL thing is a perfect example. It's just about entertainment. Uh, the league is it, this is just, this isn't built for like these players to play. Playing well isn't the right way to put it. Um, like encourage like really strong competition. It's yeah. This is just to make sure like people at home like it's gimmicky. It's fun. 
Yeah, that's the, why the that's why the best players don't want to play because those dudes want to win. Yeah, dude, I can't see fucking like you're gonna make like who's like a stoic. You're gonna make Patrick Cantlay like fuck. Fucking be fun during a draft. Can't shut that guy up. Yeah, man. Oh, also, how fun is Kevin Na and <laughs> Westwood? Like, what are we? Kevin They're Na's not. Just be running across greens, like yelling at. People. Yeah, he's got his goofy little smile, just, but yeah, he's not. Kokrak's not moving the needle for me. Lee it's Westwood's funny. his his fiance carries his bag. That's about the only funny thing about it. Like, smoke. I don't know. Smoke. Whatever. It's just a. The whole thing is just bananas to me. Mm. All right, Greg Norman, figure it the fuck out. And now on to the PGA Championship. PGA Championship with an unbelievable logo coming out of Southern Hills. Yeah. That's a great logo. I love I – love. Do they have an online store? I could probably waste a few dollars on some stuff. More likely than not. All right. <clears throat> um, built 1936 by Perry Maxwell. Uh, now, I had no idea who, who uh, Perry Maxwell was, but he's done notable renovations on Pine Valley, Marion, and uh, NGLA, National Golf Leagues of America, out on Long Island. So some pretty reputable courses. Uh, and this also had a 2019 renovation by Gil Hans, who's um, done Stream Song Black. Uh, he's done a handful of others. So uh, with Gil Hans, I did play uh, the, the Black. Um, lots of undulation. It, very wide. You know, driving accuracy is not going to be, like, the, the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have wide fairways, but it's undulation, and it's hitting the right part of the fairway and then hitting the right part of the green. Okay. All right. His greens are going to be – the greens are going to be trampolines. <laughs> I, I don't think that so, – it's going to be so hard to actually, like, keep the ball on the green. So you think – so? but even though it's going to get firm and fast mm-hmm. as the week goes on, you think it's still tough to land one on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I that's what I'm anticipating, uh, and there's also going to be like crazy winds swirling throughout the week. Uh, I'll get to that in, in the Stevie weather reports. Um, <laughs> we got to get you a little hat with like the umbrella on it <laughs> for like the weather segment. Also, like the greens are like um, you could have easily just said the cinematic because I was based out, mm. but they're not like crowned. Like like uh, this is really helpful for yeah. This is good. Good visual. Uh, yeah. They're not like bowl shaped. Like the ball doesn't come on the green and then flow towards the hole. It's the opposite. So it's, it's like a, a hill. Turtle shell, yeah, just like Pinehurst. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so like there's a lot of runs, uh, runoff, a lot of false runs, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, also, he, uh, Gil Hans is, is notorious for putting greens, I, I'm sorry, greenside bunkers, like almost basically cur- like carving them into the green almost. Uh, very like sand hills of uh, Australia-like. So like you'll, you can see some guys chipping over bunkers? Very much yeah. so. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, which are terrifying. <laughs> uh, Bermuda grass greens f- for putting. Think about that. You know, whatever that would uh, would do for you. Par seventy one, seven, uh, just short of seventy five hundred yards. So not like the longest course, but for a par seventy one, yeah, decently long. I, and and we'll, I'll get to some of the uh, the links on on some of the keyholes in a second. But a seventy eight point two rating. That's unbelievably insane. Yeah, I don't think that we're going to be seeing a high. Like that, we're seeing guys going particularly. Low. Kh Lee's not going to win at twenty five hundred. Well, maybe. I mean, he's <laughs> probably just going to bury all my hopes and dreams yet again two weeks <laughs> in a row. But um, yeah, one forty two slope for what it's worth. But you know, now onto the par threes. Three out of the four of these par threes are over two hundred twenty yards. Yeah, these are fucking bombs. Two twenty six, two twenty, two thirty, two thirty on a home stretch fourteenth. Mm-hmm. All right. And if Keep the w- and if the wind's in your face, that's probably playing as two fifty five. Yeah, 
that's insane. <laughs> you got to rock like a five wood. Yeah. If for for you know the PGA guys. For me, it's like a full blown driver. But uh. <laughs> same. I I'm quite I'm laying up. Wait, on that. what'd you say for me? What? <laughs> it's like a full blown driver. <laughs> I'm laying up on that 14th yeah, hole yeah, if that course. wins in my face. Uh, and, then the, and then the par fives. There's only three par fives with a, with a par 71. 656 yards, 632 yards, and then 567. The 567 is pretty much the only one reachable for most tour players. The other two, how many, Tim, Andy, how many guys do you think are reaching 530 plus on, on par, I, 630 plus on par fives? It's like, off the top of my head, like Victor can go. Bryson, obviously, if he plays. I don't think Bryson. It's going to depend on the wind Yeah, as that's well. what I'm saying. So all of these par five shots are, like, dependent on your lie in the wind. Yeah. Like Rory. Maybe, yeah, Rory Very, very few there. guys. Yeah, there, yeah, There's probably less than 20. It's, I'm also trying to think of guys that can control, like, a three wood like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to be putting a premium on, no. like, par five score. I, I guess if, like, if you know, guys for laying up, but I don't know. It, it, that's, that's the thing is that's so hard to, like, factor into your decision with gambling, but – um, fun fact about this golf course, <coughs> Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 27th, 1981, Roger Wheeler, he was a Tulsa businessman and owner of Miami's World High Lie. I think that was, uh, was that like actually the High Lie, like the, the sport? I think. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, he was murdered in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> A lot uh, of death talk on yeah. today's podcast. A lot of murder. Jesus. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, he, the killing was ordered by the Winter Hill Gang, shout out Boston, of uh, Whitey Bulger. Who? Heard, heard of him? Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah. Uncle, my uncle worked for Whitey. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Whitey Bulger and, and the team, they found out that, uh, that this Roger Wheeler guy was embezzling money for him, whacked him right in the parking lot. So, <laughs> yeah, welcome to Southern Hills, baby. Uh, three U.S. Opens, four PGAs. Uh, the last PGA was in 2007. Who won that? Big cat. Tiger Woods. That's a hint. Just so people know. Something to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very fun uh, 18th hole. It's a par four. It's uphill 491. It's probably going to play as about 500 and 520, yeah, depending on the wind. And they said that the green is so undulated and ridiculous that uh, you'll be lucky to two-putt. Oh, good. And I think they said that in one of the U.S. Opens, I think, in the, in the 70s, three different guys landed their shot, their approach on the green, and then three putted when they had an opportunity to win that U.S. Open. <laughs> it, all in the final group. I love an, an exciting 18th hole. Yeah, so this, this is going to be – this is going to come down to the wire. And, uh, but also, here's another thing to take into consideration, is that in this particular uh, – this course, uh, historically – most guys that have won in almost every scenario, it's been wire to wire. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's, uh, hmm. by and large, if you're leading after 56, you're probably going to be able to hold off the field. So that's interesting. So now, just a little heads up, a prop bet, wire to wire winner, is plus 1,400. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. We, his... we will be having a prop bet sheet put out. So. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, and then just a quick weather report. Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. I'm sorry, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are all going to be very nice. Uh, you know, pretty pretty warm. However, the winds are going to be whipping uh, the first three days, anywhere between 13 to 17 miles an hour. PM thunderstorms are going to be rolling in on Friday evening. I don't think it's going to affect play Friday, but that's going to really cool things off for Saturday. Guys are probably not going to be hitting the ball as far on Saturday, just something worth taking into consideration. Okay. 
So and it's only 67. Yeah, 67. You're not going to hit the ball as far, um, and, and but with a little bit of reduced wind. So that's. I mean, there's so many factors to here. I try to be as in depth as I possibly could, in terms of how the course is going to play. I think it's just all going to be approach and putting. Personally, uh, I, I really don't think that driving is going to be the biggest factor in the world. But what are you guys seeing? Tim, I'm on mute. That was an accident. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, before the show, right? Like, I, I don't really know what to make of um, the layout here. Obviously, there's some really long holes, and they could go even longer with the wind. Um, and it's tough to handicap, of course, that the guys don't play at every year. Um, but for me, um, my two biggest things are going to be around the green in approach. So because these greens are smaller, because of the shape of them, lots of balls are going to roll off. You're not going to hit every green. You need guys who are going to be able to scramble for par. Um, so, and especially at a tournament that's going to play, um, like the final score is probably going to be like five, six under. Mm-hmm. Um, scrambling, bogey avoidance, uh, those things are huge. A three-putt avoidance. Um, so I'm not playing like necessarily like uh, strokes gain par fours or like scoring birdie or better. Uh, I'm more playing like who's not going to make mistakes rather than like who's going to make a ton of birdies. Um, that's my general thoughts. All right. Uh, and I'm going to go before I get into this here. I'm going to go with par three scoring because if those are all bombs, if you can end up birdieing one or two of those, that's going to set you – that you're going to gain strokes, obviously, in scoring there. I'm going to look at tee to green, um, specifically majors, though. So guys who show up under the bright lights that can get on the deck, and that's going to probably narrow it down to players that are household names. And my last one is going to be strokes gain stones. I, that's an eye test. That's going to be who do I think can hit that green on 18 and not three-putt. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you, know, you can say, like like this week, for example, like Sepp Straka is like a pretty rated player right now in some of the models I ran. I don't think I'm going to bet him because I don't think he has the stones. You know what I mean? No. Am I crazy to say that? Like, uh, no. you know what I mean? No. Like, it's just going to be look at the guy. Do you think he can actually win a major? Yeah. I don't know. It's got. To, it has to be a big name this week. I, Look, we said this before the show. <laughs> Welcome to episode forty of the Scramble Podcast, the PGA twenty twenty two PGA Championship. Don't overthink it. K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. I'm gonna put that on all our social media all week. I'm gonna be. I'll be I'll playing this week. Instagramming, twittering. Hey, don't overthink it. All right. But I want to talk about the PGA before we get into our Survivor and Jackets and wrap this mother father up, okay? There's some storylines this week, all right? There's the Spieth thing we're not going to talk about. Phil's absence is a huge headline. Tiger Woods, is in all his interviews, he says, I'm feeling stronger, baby. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm feeling good right now. Looks good walking today. He did look damn good walking around today. Mm-hmm. We get caught up <laughs> sometimes, as Tim, Tim and I are, we we're succumb to this a lot. The, the Monday through Wednesday media used to really get me. I'd be like, who looks good? Who looks good on Tuesday yeah. walking around? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we came to the conclusion of last year. The guys who were like, this tournament means a lot to me. I feel really good this week. Do not play them. Don't play them. I don't know about Matthew that. Patrick, Harbortown oh, yeah. last year. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Fitzy at Harbortown ripped my heart out, but. 
there's that one guy who said that one thing about this particular golf course where I'm not going to overthink it. But am I getting out too far ahead of ourselves? No, go ahead. I mean, just Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Just saying flat out that, again, this was, we talked about it last week on the show. Mm -hmm. Weeks ago, before he even had his first win, he always was, you know, early on in the season said, I'm eyeing Tulsa. I'm eyeing, eyeing, you know, Southern Hills. Like, that's my favorite course in the world. The Hmm. guy's, he's already Mm multi-winner. Number one player in the world. He's number one player in the world. Keep it simple. Scotty Scheffler. So there's, so we'll talk, yeah, keep it simple. Like, can Scotty keep it up? Does does Justin Thomas stop being just kind of like eh at majors since he got his first one? Yeah. You know what I mean. That being said, he has like six top tens, I think, in like twenty seven starts. Not that that's an alarming number, but like he hasn't put the pedal to the metal yet. Is Brooksy healthy enough to play four days? No, I don't know. Uh, does uh, where was I next? Okay, if Rory can contend in majors. Typically, if he's in the hunt on Thursday and Friday, he doesn't come from behind. He has to get out to a hot start. And my God, it's going to be windy, okay? When you're, get, when you're picking your lineups, picking guys to bet on, you just want to watch and have someone to root for, you can't play the guy with the swoopy high ball flight. It's got to be someone that can tee it low. Gary Woodland is going to put that stinger into play, okay? A lot. And now here's my thoughts on the PGA, and then I'll shut up. I know people usually think of this as the fourth. It's the least prestigious major. Sure. I think the PGA of America has done a pretty good job of rebranding into accepting where they were at because it's in between the Masters. Everybody's – it's the mo- it's one of the most uh, polarizing events in sport. Mm-hmm. And right between the U.S. Open, the ultimate test in golf, right? It's kind of the most fun – Fair test in golf is, I think, what I want to call the PGA. It's fun and it's fair. Uh, It gave us Rory's nasty pedal summer in 2014, which was dominant. Jordan almost won three majors in 2015, and the PGA was one of the most fun tournaments to watch that year. JT got his first major here in twenty at at a PGA in 2017. You had the Brooks and Tiger showdown in 2018. Eve. Yep. You got Brooks and DJ the following year, 2019. Beth Page. Mm Oh, Beth Page was so awesome. Colin, first PG first win in 2020 was at a PGA championship. Harding Park, right? right yep. TPC Harding Park. The Phil and Brooks battle with the crowds swarming like it was King's Landing in Game of Thrones. Okay? I think we need to put some respect on the PGA tournament, the PGA championship, and I think we need to have – I, I want to make a shirt that says the PGA championship is fun. Yeah. Because – I'm tired of people dumping on it. It's great courses. It's a major. There's obviously a ton of money to be made. All these, every single star player, Tiger, Effing Woods. Yep. They're all showing up. They all want to win. We're going to get unbelievable golf on an unbelievable course. Why do people not like this? People dump on it. That's I don't insane. get it. Any thoughts, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I think you put it put it well. I. It just doesn't have that, like, thing like everything else does. Like, the Masters has Augusta. The Open is, like, the international event. Yeah. The U.S. Open, you get the qualifiers. Francis Umet. Like, there's, like, there's just, like, a lot of uh, nostalgia, I guess, with the other three. And it just, the PGA just doesn't have that. It's still just, like, a great tournament. Uh, obviously, it is a major. 
Um, you just don't get that like special. Like I don't think if you surveyed any of the players in the PGA Championship this year uh, and asked them, hey, like what major would you want to win the most? You'd get answers for the other three. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't get the PGA. I know. And that, I think that's fair. We need to start turning. I think we need to start thinking about it like that. It's a fun, yeah. fair test. Do, do you, should it be made more into a like Scottsdale esque fun event where it's like people going like out of their fucking? I mean, minds? it would give it an identity, like Tim's saying. That, it doesn't have yeah, that I mean, like because with Augusta, obviously everything is you know tight and buttoned up. Yeah, U.S. Open, it's like you know everyone is so focused. You got to obviously you know it, it's very quiet and, and it's just such you a know what? hard thing. Yeah, do you think? If Phil had won the Masters, the U.S. Open, or the Open Championship, I think he goes to those three this year. Mm, I think because it's the PGA, it's not like – like you have to defend the Masters title. Yeah. Like I I, I, in my head, you have to defend if you ever win a major. True. I agree completely. But I, I just think that like goes to that same point. It's just like it doesn't have that yeah. special like nuance to and it. And the Scramble podcast is going to give it that identity. Yeah. we got to work on something. <laughs> we got to brainstorm. Um, all right, guys, let's get into Survivor Picks, our jacket. Um, talk to us about some guys that you like. Steve, kick us off. Guys that I like. <clears throat> Again, keep it simple. Scott Scheffler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus 1,200 to win. He's on fire, number one player in the world, loves this course. Keep it simple. Scotty Scheffler. Colin Morikawa already has a PGA. Put, plays damn well. He's... He needs to be a little bit better around the green, so I think Tim that there's there's some absolutely some merit to what you said. But you know, he's he's so accurate with his irons though that he might not have to be in that position. So that's mm. what I'm counting on. Cam Smith, one of the best putters I've ever seen un- under pressure, and he can absolutely smash the ball when he wants to. So I that, I'm I'm counting on Cam Smith. Tiger Woods. He's played uh, he's played some pretty good golf in his life, so. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. Don't overthink it. I'm not overthinking. I'm, I'm going to just tease like a half a unit for a plus 6,500 to win. I mean, he's, yeah. obvi- he's obviously a long shot. I'm going to th- just throw that money away. It's the same thing as the Masters. I didn't but, want to miss out if he does win. Exactly. <laughs> but at the very least, a, a Tiger top 20, you could probably get some decent odds on that, mm-hmm. given that he's such a long shot to win. And he's he looks good. He plays good. He's won here literally in the last two decades. Are we, uh, are we doing a Tiger to make the cut bet? I'm we doing, doing that? Tiger top twenty. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time. Yeah, me too. You guys just are the cool. hammer. Yeah, have some balls. I know I'm gonna. Do, I'm sure I'm gonna do a top twenty. I'm just thinking, <laughs> if you uh, want to start your week off with some quick money, and you just gotta just make the cut. Some other big names uh, that'll you know vary between top tens, top top twenties. Again, just keeping it simple. Going with the star power here. John Rahm, heard of him? Yep. Decent. Rory, JT, Colin, Matsuyama. Louis Oud Susan, if his uh, if that fucking idiot brought his mattress to uh, to Tulsa, <laughs> if, if if his Forgot back's in that. good shape, yeah. Louis a, a you know a top ten machine in majors. Just saying, yep. you know, with the exception of the Masters, he absolutely destroyed me. But uh, and uh, here's a fun one though. Here's a really fun one to root for. Ricky Fowler plus oh. six hundred top twenty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. That, that's what I'm closing out on. <laughs> I, I have a couple of more that I'll, I'll ultimately throw on the sheet, but the, for the, the star power is, is what I'm focusing on. And then there's Ricky Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, Tim. Um, 
So my top guy this week, I think he's going to be Rory. Um, he's gaining strokes everywhere. And like I said earlier, I want somebody who's strong approach in around the green. Combine the two, I don't think anybody's stronger right now than Rory. Um, he's This season, he's gaining more strokes on approach than he is off the tee. Interesting. And if you remember this time last year, like, that guy was one of the worst approach players on tour. Oh, yeah. So it looks like he's found something. Um, and, I mean, wide fairways. Rory always has the distance where he loses off the tee, his accuracy. I, I think that sets up so well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he just broke a five-tournament streak of poor putting. Um, and his last two starts, I mean, he has, you know, the fifth at the Wells Fargo and then a second at the Masters. And concourse-wise, I think the closest you can get to Southern Hills is Augusta. So um, I love Rory this week. I think JT and Cam Smith are good bets, too. I won't get into them. Um, Steve already covered it. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth. Um, I, my notes are three words. Here we go. Yep. Like, it's <laughs> he's looking for the, the Grand Slam. Oh, you said it. Well, I did say it. Oh, I wasn't say it. Oh, he's I wasn't supposed to say it. He, uh, I mean, all the stats are good. Yeah, it's like, the stats are bananas. Does Jordan show up or not? Yeah. Um, uh, Cam Champ. Oh. Uh, tenth at the Masters. Yep. Concourse. Uh, starting to see positive approach play, which is not something that he is particularly well at, and that's why he's not higher up in. World Golf Rankings, right? Uh, Masters, he gained uh, three and a half. Uh, Last week, he gained uh, almost four. Um, Off the tee, he's just a monster right now. And again, wider fairways, like... Go time. He's going to be in top 10, top five off the tee this week, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it entirely depends on his around the green play, which isn't great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's like a dart, right? That's That's a long shot. Um, I think the most interesting play for me this week is Daniel Berger. Ooh. Um, He's not getting a lot of press, Tim. That's a good one. Not. I mean, he was my horse this year, right? At the beginning of the year, I said I thought Daniel Berger was going to have the best season. Mm -hmm. Um, His strokes gain, numbers total are trending up. It's a long course. And when you look at um, specific yardages, I mean, he's the best on tour right now from 200 to 225. Um, He's 31st from 150 to 175. Um, My big issue with him is I mean he would have definitely been on my card, but performance at the Masters was terrible. Yeah. He lost strokes across the board. He did not gain anywhere. Um, he finished fiftieth. He's never been a particularly good around the green player. Um, but again, he's one of those guys who gets hot with his wedges. He just stuffs the ball. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, the other concern is he's not been very long this year, and he's mainly been gaining strokes off the tee for his accuracy. So he's somebody I might play, I might not, but um, that could be like a leverage play. I don't think anybody's talking about Daniel Berger, so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Look, uh, like I said, don't overthink it. Scotty Scheffler, don't overthink it. If you got him in a matchup or a top 10 or top 20, just do it. Don't overthink it. Threw a couple bucks on him to win. He had an effortless 65 here like two weeks ago. Mm. Just walking, playing casual is what the someone said. They said it was effortless. Uh, a guy great in the wind that can perform at majors, that uh, has some star power that I think once he gets rolling and uh, the crowd's on his side a little bit, Shane Lowry. Sugar. Mm. Sugar Shane, bro. His, where he struggles sometimes is obviously finding the fairway. Big, wide places out here. He's fine around the green. He's good on approach. He's soft. He knows where to put the ball. I like that. I think that's a, that's a no-brainer. Uh, 
Jordan Spieth to me, a win in a second, coming into form at exactly the right this time. This is his type of course. And this is he he can grind out a win. Like he's it's never pretty. It's a roller coaster. We talk about it every other week. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> and that's what this week is gonna be. It's what, a roller coaster. What if you have Jordan tied for the lead on that eighteenth hole putting for birdie? What what is How far is the putt? Seventeen feet. I like seventeen. If you, it was eight feet, I don't like it. <laughs> This is going to be absolute fireworks, isn't it? Yeah. I can't. Oh, wait. yeah. I can't fucking wait. Uh, Joaquin Neiman. He had a decent week, mm-hmm. except for, I mean, not that he had a bad Sunday. He just, like, was steady Eddie on Sunday, and he ended up, like, T20 or T20 to 21 or whatever it was. Uh, he's a ball striker. He can put the ball wherever he wants uh, as far as how hard he swings. So, like, I think the wind will be a little bit less of a factor for a guy like him. Uh, someone with ridiculous, like, around the green and strokes gained on approach numbers, like, in, the la- in his last 24 rounds is actually Adam Hadwin. Uh, I don't know if he has that major strokes gain stones, but I think you'd get pretty good value on a top 20 there. And one more guy we just talked about like right before the show. Obviously, I'm in on JT. I'm obviously in on Cam Smith. Uh, I'm probably going to stay away from like a John Rahm because I don't know. I know he won Mexico, but like it wasn't really like a tough test. Uh, see, see, we just don't like him. Like, I, that's yeah, not even a fuck, I think that might be it. I, I, I found myself doing the same thing. He shows like, up in majors, guys. He shows up in majors. Don't know, overthink it. I know. I know. Don't overthink it. How uh, many top tens did he have in majors in the last 36 months? A lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't overthink it. Uh, Xander Shoffley, Tim. A great week. A great way to close out last week. He can play around the green with anybody in the world. He can putt when he's hot with anyone in the world. Uh, I think this, this will set up kind of nice for him. He's steady Eddie. Uh, and then um, Patrick Cantlay is a guy that – not a lot of people are talking about, I feel like, amongst the stars. I don't know if you guys have seen I On the internet, I have seen no one give him, like, a nod. I don't know why. Yeah. Dude, he, he, in his last couple of starts, he's got a win at the Zurich and a second at the RBC. He just took off three weeks to, to play, like, to just get ready for this. Mm. I think he'll be just fine. He'll probably have a little bit better odds than the rest of the stars just because he's kind of flying under the radar right now. Mm. Um. And again, he's a guy, silky smooth, good putter, uh, except he plays, you know, six and a half hour rounds. But that's fine. Moral of the story, everybody, don't overthink it. The PGA Championship is going to be good. I will take us into Survivor and Jacket. My Jacket pick is going to be Jordan Speed Top 20. In my Survivor, I'm going for with Jordan because um, he could do the thing. He can. Tim. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Scotty both ways. Scotty Top 20. It's like minus 140, but. It's actually um, not that bad. No, it's not. I mean, if you look at the stats, like anything <laughs> that I'm weighing, he is clear cut number one. And there's obviously, I mean, he's been the best for like yeah. four months now. So that's not a surprise. But yeah, I mean, it's just that seems free money. Yeah. And then your survivor. Scotty. Oh, you, you take Scotty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Scotty. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm joining you halfway there. Uh, so I'm, I'm my survivor. I'm going to take Scotty top 10. Ooh. Yeah. I, I want the juice. Uh, and then I'm going with Rom for my survivor. Okay. And then, uh, Justin, who are you going with for survivor? It's a big week. Johnny Rom. John Rom, baby. Rombo. Yep. Psychopath out of his mind. Yep. Need it. This is a big week. A little could, bit uh, fat. <laughs> I mean, he strikes the ball as, bad, as good as anyone all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know why. I'm, he's not on my radar. I think Tim's right. I just don't like him for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, you guys going to be. He's kind of an asshole. 
He does. He the comments he makes where he's like, exactly. you know, that course is shit, or he's like, you know, that putt was bad. Contest. I hit that putt good. It should have gone in. Mm. Things like that. That's what gets to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right, you guys. I think that'll do it for episode 40. Hey, congratulations, Tim, for 40 episodes. Me and you, pal. Congrats to you. Wild stuff. We've done it. It's a long time to be doing this. Uh, we love doing it every week. Don't forget to go rate and review our show on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. It helps us out. The more you rate and review, the more the show pops up when people search it. So please go do that. Uh, Any closing comments before we wrap it up? Rest in peace, Boston Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins fucking losing. Go Seas. Go Green. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm just not a hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, didn't really hurt you like it hurt me, game. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a basketball guy. That hurt. All right. So sorry. No. Episode 40 of the Scramble Pod. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Later. Long days at work. I grab my shirt, my bag. We sent out the front line. Frustrations in my head. Just play so wet, but it's no one's fault but mine. Long drive home. Here we go. I play Scramble Pod through the radio. Cold bears with the boys. Hello. Those links are my only home. Go.